All right, welcome back inside our proactive newsroom. And joining me now is Nicholas Soziak. He is the CFO for Canara Biotech. And Nicholas, it's good to meet you. How are you? Nice to meet you, Steve. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Awesome. Good to have you along. Good to hear a bit more about your company. Fascinating one, doing very well in the cannabis industry. Tell me a little bit of background on Canara. Sure. We're um, we're a Montreal-based um, LP, licensed producer in Canada. Uh, we have two uh, licensed facilities here in Quebec, um, measuring a total of 1.6 million square feet. Um, they're wholly owned by us. Our first acquisition was back in 2021. We started with our farmhand facility. That's a 625,000 square feet. It was originally our original facility where we started our operation in, back in 2021. Um, but uh, at around the same time, probably about six months after we uh, kicked off that operation, uh, the stars aligned for us. And uh, we uh, there was an opportunity to uh, purchase a 1 million square foot purpose-built cannabis uh, facility uh, that was produced by one of our competitors who raised a lot of money and built it for over $250 million in our backyard. Uh, and when they went to go turn it on um, to start that operation, unfortunately, they ran out of money and we were the lucky ones to be uh, able to pick it up for $27 million. Uh, so just a little over 10 cents on the dollar there. Um, and that really changed uh, the our, our business opportunity and strategy. Um, we were able to really scale organically within vertically and organically focus on quality. And being built in Quebec and having our facilities in Quebec, we have the access to the uh, one of the lowest costs of electricity in the country um, at Valley Field because it's agriculturally zoned. Uh, I'm paying three and a half cents. And at my other facility, I'm paying 5.5 cents a kilowatt uh, compared to Ontario, which is anywhere between 12 and 20 cents uh, and the rest of Canada as well. So uh, that's one of the biggest cost inputs in cannabis production. So it allows us to... Um, pass that savings on to our customer uh, and really have our prices accessible, but also focus on the quality of the grow. Uh, so owning these two assets, honestly, is is, is what is, um, is, is a strong uh, asset and, and strategy for us. Yeah. Nicholas, do you, um, do you produce just for yourselves or do you produce for other people as well? Because I know you have a product line as well. So we do not produce for other people, um, other LPs. Uh, we solely focus on our operation, our brands. Um, all the cannabis uh, sold within our brands are grown and harvested by us, which lends us to the consistency and quality and keeping that uh, consumer loyal to the brand. Okay. So let's talk about that uh, that line. Uh, are you uh, constantly adding new products? And tell me how the line's doing. Yeah. So we have three uh, brands, in-house brands, Tribal, Nugs and Orchid CBD. Uh, Tribal is our main brand, really focused on um, cannabis genetics and uncovering all the variety of cannabis genetics. It's not like the alcohol industry or tobacco industry where a company focuses on, you know, the Philip, uh, Philip uh, de Maurier or uh, yeah. the, the Camel or Jack Daniels. We really have to keep innovating with genetics. So Tribal always continuously finds new genetics and brings up them in very sta uh, standard product format. So dried flower pre-rolls, live resin vape carts, and, li and live resin dabbable extracts, eventually edibles and infused pre-rolls. But every genetic has that category. Um, so yeah, we're continuously launching new SKUs. We're pheno hunting. Uh, we we look for about 200 to 300 genetics at a time just to narrow it down to one to two that are going to be released in the market. But those one to two SKUs will last a long time and multi uh, genetics will uh, one to two genetics will multiply into about 15 to 20 different SKUs. 
Um, so that's how we kind of operate. We focus on the genetic and allow that guiding our SKU count. Um, and then within our other brands, Nugs uh, and Orchid CBD, Orchid is uh, focused on CBD-based genetics, uh, topicals, more the, the wellness side. Uh, and uh, Nugs has more flexibility, so still very focused on quality and ha having its price accessible and low, uh, but can venture off and have more innovative products or different products take more risk and rather than Tribal has genetics in those standard formats. Uh, and uh, so far, it's been working well. It's been very well reception. We feel that uh, consumers are building, uh, there's brand loyalty behind these brands. Uh, and that comes with uh, making sure that your products that you have within those brands are consistent uh, and um, have a quality that you're messaging behind them. Yeah. So I mentioned you're the chief financial officer, so you're always worried about the bottom line. And your most recent financial numbers showed some pretty good numbers, actually. The company uh, doing very healthy right now. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm I'm in a unique position. Uh, I have a passion for cannabis, um, and I, I've dreamt about building a cannabis business and launching brands. And um, and and on the other side, the professional side, I'm a CPA by trade, and I've I've done public financial statements and all that stuff. So that's managing the, that side of the business is um, is comes very naturally for me. And and where I'm, I think we're differentiating is. Uh, I'm the one creating all the products, right? So I'm not only costing the products and figuring out how to make them work from a gross margin and a bottom line, but I'm also developing the products from the genetic, from the packaging, from the quality that's inside. Um, so I know, you know, the whole strategy and the, the, the whole pricing strategy from top to end and how it's going to land in the consumer and how the consumer, I have an idea of how the consumer will receive it. Um, and that's how we continuously launch successful SKUs. Uh, and then the rest of the team, I mean, does an amazing work on, on making that happen. Uh, and then our founder, who's Zohar Kriverot, uh, started the company. He found a passion, who's our CEO. He found a passion for growing cannabis. Uh, so he's at our facility every single day between both facilities and making sure that the operation is efficient, is uh, quality, and uh, everyone knows exactly what we're doing. Yeah. And, and it shows that in the numbers, as I mentioned, uh, you know, 60% increase in, in net revenue at the end of last year, which is um, in the cannabis industry, that's a real big success story, obviously. So how do you keep that going in 2024? What's the plan for this year? So to, uh, like, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we acquired uh, a 1 million square foot hybrid purpose-built greenhouse facility. Uh, we're on room 10. Um, each room is 25,000 square feet with 10,000 plants. So that means we have 100,000 plants growing 250,000 square feet of canopy. Uh, but I actually have 600,000 square feet of canopy ready to go to turn on. Uh, there's some investment to do on each zone, um, but the strategies continue organic growth. Um, we're not in every market in Canada yet. Uh, we're not in every store shelf yet. Uh, we haven't turned on our marketing engine to this date. We have zero in-store displays um, and we have three salespeople across Canada. Um, so that tells me that, we, you know, we still have a lot more room to grow within our current markets. Uh, introducing new SKUs will increase uh, our market share. Uh, going, We're in uh, four main at, at August uh, at our year end we were barely in uh, Alberta I think there's two months of revenue uh, in those numbers uh, and that's Canada's second largest um, province right so okay second second largest market um, so we're we're full steam ahead in Alberta we're continuing growing in, in Ontario uh, BC we're going to go to the prairies we're going to go to Manitoba 
uh, and keep turning on more rooms and keep quality and, and start that marketing engine. And, you know, okay. that, that should consistently see that quarter over quarter growth. So Nicholas, I know you're trading in Canada on the TSXV under the ticker love and also on the OTCQB under the ticker LOVFF. I'm just wondering, is the US a market that that you would like to uh, be a major player in in the future? Absolutely. For operationally, we're focused on Canada. Um, I think we have a huge opportunity in Canada with the current market dynamics um, and, you know, being a successful player in Canada and and having the ability to continue to scale in this dynamic. Uh, we need to focus on that opportunity. Uh, once, you know, once that opportunity is done, then, you know, uh, Canada is the hub for international markets. Uh, so we, we're, we're licensed, uh, we can sell our product right now to Israel. We actually have sold to Israel, uh, as a, as a, as a test project. Um, but we can sell to Australia and um, a bunch of other countries internationally. Uh, hopefully one day the U S opens up and, uh, we, we can do that, but, you know, I, I wouldn't rely on having that. Canada, U.S. Um, import export on cannabis, you know, just yet. Uh, but I think you know, there's many opportunities in the U.S. that we're looking, we're we're just being on the sidelines and focusing on Canada. And once that's done, uh, yeah, the U.S. is our target. But we're we're also um, going to continue to look at ways of um, uh, helping our our visibility on our stock with uh, U.S. investors. Makes a lot of sense. Nicholas, thanks so much. Great to catch up with you and uh, congratulations on all the success. And we look forward to following your story. Okay. Thank you, for Steve, for having me. It was a pleasure. All right. There's Nicholas Soziak. He's the CFO of Canera Biotech Inc.